Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewer Review Podcast, number 153, I believe. Uh, this is Craig, and joining me tonight is Scott. How's it going, bud? Hey, it's going. I didn't even know what the number is when I put these together. It's either 152 or 153. I don't know. They'll, they'll figure it out. It'll say right in the title. All right, well... Uh... Vince is not uh, able to join us tonight because he's he actually attended uh, two, I think at least three Milwaukee Brewer home games this last uh, the first home stand of the season. Two of them I was in attendance with him, so they won both the ones I attended with him. I think they lost the stupid St. Louis Cardinals on another one, but uh, we did split that series with the with the uh, Cardinals and we ended up getting back to 500 after that long kind of a stumble out of the gate, so to speak. Uh, and then we took the first two games of the Pirates series as of this taping. So we're a couple of games over 500. I think we're going to stay on that sunny side of 500 as we move toward our championship season here. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the last week of Milwaukee Brewers baseball, Scott? Um, let's see the last week. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm a little disappointed with uh, a split with the Cardinals, but, um, you know, beating up on the Orioles and the Pirates is, is nice. That's what you're supposed to do. But when you have a team at home, like the Cardinals, like, and you just, you want to be able to take three out of four from them. And unfortunately we didn't quite get it done, but um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a wild week. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, so, so far in the season, Cardinals and Cubs were three and four, unfortunately, and therefore, um, I think we have some work to do with the roster <laughs> as we move forward. Um, <laughs> I think the, the point we're going to keep hammering home in most of these podcasts, or I don't want our listeners to be sick of hearing it, but really, our offense has a lot of question marks, um, I guess, the one takeaway I've got from this opening week that I think is a huge positive is that I really believe that Christian Yelich has made some adjustments as swing and his ability to bounce back nearly to his old form, probably not all the way to MVP's level form, but I think that he'll do much, much better than he has either the last two seasons. Um, he had a big grand slam the other evening uh, when I was at the game uh on monday night against the pirates so i mean he's elevating the ball a little bit more um his exit velocities are up and uh i think confidence is kind of a key in this and i think he's if once he gets that fully back i think that he will really be a huge huge bat that we need desperately need in that three hole in the lineup and then beyond that um i, I think you know There'll be some more offense that we need to address as we move throughout the season uh, via trade or whatnot. But um, there are some encouraging signs there um, that that maybe the, the Brewers can scratch enough runs with their great pitching staff to be able to still um, procure some really, really, really nice wins for the Brewers. Yeah, let's hope so. It's basically been um, Yelich and... Uh, I guess rowdy a little bit. Um, it, it's a, are you a little bit concerned yet? We 
we're what, 12 games in the year? I forget now. But um, we still don't have anyone with multiple home runs yet. Um, that's kind of an issue. And normally you'd think, well, that's okay as long as people are hitting, but they're not really either. So I don't know. I'm starting to get a little concerned. I know, I know we're only 12 games into the year, but like our offense has been pretty bad now for over two years. So I think that's kind of where, um, you know, fans are, are probably getting a, a little bit more anxious, um, especially when you see that, you know, we have uh, probably again, the best brewer pitching staff of all time. So um, you know, to see us not really, you know, uh, taking full advantage of that, especially while these guys are, are young, controllable, and cheap. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a little frustrating, but um, I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah, and I mean, we did touch base a little bit on the lack of power overall in this Brewer lineup. Um, I mean, for the better part of the last 15 <laughs> seasons, uh, it seems like most MLB regulars have like 25 plus home run power. And I think that the Brewers didn't even have a, or we talked about they didn't even have a 30 home run hitter last year. And it certainly looks like we're trending in that direction once again. Um, so it's a little bit concerning. Um, and also I think we should point out that the Brewers threw 12 games and that scored more than six runs in a game and somehow still, you know, I think where are we seven and five now, something like that. So, yeah. um, that's I don't know how well how long that's going to hold up, but like you did mention, we do have a pretty miraculous bullpen and an awesome rotation. Um, a few things there. I mean, Devin Williams looks either borderline unhittable or not able to control the strike zone at all, and it's been pretty wild to the point that he hasn't been able to get the job done completely as an eighth inning setup man. So far, so there's a little bit of concern there, but I, I have faith they'll figure it out. Um, Trevor Gott looks like a nice bullpen addition and someone that could be trusted in late inning situations. So that's, you know, he might, maybe he's this year's Brad Boxberger, even though we have last year's Bob, Bob, Brad Boxberger still on the team. So um, I think all, <laughs> all, our, our bullpen's, uh, you know, a, a strength for sure. Obviously, Hater looks awesome. And uh, Boxberger and, and, uh, the rest look great too. So, um, yeah, I mean the other Keston Hura has had limited at bats, but I really feel he hasn't shown that he's, you know, likely to possibly become another regular again. Uh, you know, perhaps he can stick around as a platoon partner, but with the rosters going from 28 back to 26 starting May 1st, I think that he may be heading back to the Meyer leagues. Obviously it's a little bit premature as you guys are, we're probably posting this on 420. Uh, but so he's got 10 more days to get some at bats in, but I just feel that he's, he needs regular at bats somewhere probably back at the Meyer league level um, to get back on track. And uh, then, you know, he does have options. So I think that's where he'll be headed. So that's a little bit disappointing, but, in his stead, I think that we can cover first base with, uh, obviously, Telez and then uh, Mike Brussau, I think, can can handle some first base action uh, once oh, Luis Urias is back from injury. And, and again, that's that's a guy that you picked as, you know, the, your Brewer hitter of the year for this year and your prediction. So getting him back will kind of be a shot in the arm for the offense, too, because he really does, does have some power and some ways to get on base. So. Um, I think he'll be a nice addition and a shot in the arm to this lineup, hopefully, and get us over that six-run hump, so to speak. 
Yeah, I sure hope so. Um, yeah, right now, I I don't know. I mean, the offense, I don't want to harp on them too bad, but like, it, I think right now we're about 24th, 25th in the league. And um, if you had to guess all of the teams that are beneath us offensively, um, they're all terrible teams. Probably Almost every single one of them is predicted to finish at the bottom of their division. So, um, you know, it, it, that makes it a little bit disappointing, but um, I guess we know that this offense is not going to be, let's say, you know, let's say the birds play decent, make the playoffs. Like th- this isn't going to be our playoff lineup. You know what I mean? Like we're going to make some plenty of moves between now and then. Um, I'm sure we're going to change a couple bats. So, um, you know, let's not, this guy's not falling. Seven and five is just fine. I'm happy with where we are. Yeah. And I, I think we will add some players via trade during during the season. So we'll have that look to, to look forward to and plug any possible holes we have. But um, it, it should be pointed out that last year's payroll, the Brewers had both Avisal Garcia and Jackie Bradley Jr. making um, right around $10 million each. So I think collectively they made over $20 million last year. And then – this year, they've been replaced with an $8.5 million uh, Andrew McCutcheon, and I think in arbitration, um, Hunter Renfro makes $7.6 million or something like that. So overall, they saved about 4 or $5 million in our outfield there. Um, and so where else did we spend the money? Well, obviously, we brought Boxberger back and a bunch of other of our younger guys. Uh, they're arbitration eligible. We got a little bit of raises or sometime, you know, even like, Hater got a pretty significant raise. So that's where kind of some of that money went, but it really just feels that perhaps last year's payroll is kind of our, our, our cap of where we were looking to start off this season too. And I do have faith that the brewers have the ability to add payroll and, and our owner will allow us to do that at, depending on where we're at at the trade deadline. But uh, I mean, I guess it's a smart way to manage your team and your money to not put all your money in at the beginning of the season. And then, you know, if you have to add to it, depending on how, where you're at, um, you can do that. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, but I'm a little bit disappointed that, and we've already touched on this, that the Brewers couldn't have, I don't know. I, I just feel like Hunter, Hunter Renfro, I hope I'll come around on him, but I really feel that we could have done better than him in the, in that spot. Um, I mean, there was a lot of guys out there in free agency. They would have taken longer term commitments. The thing with, with Hunter, you know, he was, he's arbitration eligible, I, I think at least one more year. And he, you know, so that way you have cost control over him. You know, he's, he's going to make a little bit more than he made this year. If you want to keep him. you also had the option to not even offer him a contract, which as we already know, the Rays did just a few years ago. And then, you know, they DFA'd him, but, I hope he comes around. I mean, he, we really just need power production out of him, and I think he has that, especially hopefully at home. But overall, I'm just a little bit disappointed that we couldn't have uh, – I, I don't know. I'm almost thinking that if the lockout didn't happen this offseason, that perhaps we wouldn't have made that last-minute move to get Renfro. But then again, we wouldn't have gotten rid of, um, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s contract, which would have been an issue too as part of that same deal. So I guess it is what it is. and. Um, we'll see moving forward, but it, this pitching staff is definitely something to be excited about. And as we saw Carbon Burns after that rough first start, 
he's really looked like his Cy Young self. That's for sure. Yeah, he's definitely looking good. And I guess to um, to circle back to run for a little bit, I, I it's pretty obvious that the Brewers are definitely um, you know valuing defense a little bit more. And Renfro plays. Uh, I think he's very average when it comes to like you know range and fielding, but uh, the guy's got an absolute cannon. So um, you know it's, it's fun to watch. Um, you know, but like <laughs> for example, like the uh, the Brewers game today, the um, the Pittsburgh Pirates did not hit a ball. Um, they did not have a fly ball out the entire game. So, um, you know, if you have a guy like Renfro in your outfield, great. But, you know, in in this day and age, um, you know, there's just less balls in play, and it, it just means a little bit less. So a lot of that defense is um, – it's great to have it, I guess, but at the same time, it's not as valuable as it once was. But the Brewers obviously still – find a lot of value in it. So I guess we'll have to trust the process and go along with it, at least for now. Yeah. And I mean, the Brewers, all their stars uh, um, look capable of striking out almost like a batter or more an inning um, outside of probably Hauser or whatever. So, I mean, the strikeouts in our bullpen, obviously has got a great strikeout potential. So a lot of our outs will come via strikeout. It, it really feels, and that's just the way of the league, you know, in this day of high spin rate or, whatever you want to call it. I mean, obviously the MLB did crack down on these uh, of substances when it comes to creating that spin rate, supposedly during the world changes last year and over this last off season, but it sure doesn't seem like it's really affected the pitchers that were having success before that Zero's got them into place. So either I'm not sure if that was really the culprit for these strikeouts. I really just think that the, uh, you know, the hitters maybe, uh, you know, aren't stressing contact as much um, as, as they once were. I mean, it's more, you know, trying to hit for doubles and home runs and stuff like that in this day and game. And there's not so much about moving guys over or hitting the other direction, all that stuff, how it used to be back in like the 80s and even 90s. So it's a different game today, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, as far as this, Obviously, we usually do the predicting the week thing, but uh, we're already two games of this week. But this coming weekend, we've got three games against the Philadelphia Phillies after our last home game tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we're taping this Wednesday, the, 29th, uh, the 19th. And, um, yeah, the Phillies so far, I mean, they really restacked their offense, but their pitching has been pretty bad so far. Um, I'm excited about this upcoming series. It's kind of a good list, litmus test for the Brewers. Um, on a team that I think is pretty much at their, almost at their level. Um, and to maybe bring in some nice road wins this weekend will be good. And, and we even have a Sunday night game this coming Sunday, which is kind of exciting. Um, so yeah, um, I guess we're already 2 0 on this weekend's Pirates. I guess without Vince here, do you want to throw out your prediction for the rest of the week, Scott? Um, so we're just doing what, four games or? Yeah, yeah, four games, whatever. Uh, I guess two and two. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll just be I, optimistic like and go. Think that we'd win. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll go three and one. I think we'll take two from the Phillies in the last game against the Pirates, but it's probably wishful thinking. But no, I think we're. I mean, another guy I just want to point out that throwing a couple of nice, really good games, and one of them when I was on tennis, uh, uh, just on Monday here of this week was Eric Lauer. 
he obviously was really, really stepped up last year for us, and he really seems to be on track again this year. I think he's a really quality number four or five star where we've got him. And uh, Aaron, Aaron Ashby also has looked pretty good in his, in his uh, start. Uh, so I heard that we're going to skip his start this week in Philadelphia. So I don't know if just depending on it. I know we have an off day on Thursday, and that's probably the reason why we're skipping a, his start. And that may be something we do when we don't have an off day during the week that we throw him in as a starter. Then if we do, we'll skip his spot, or maybe we'll pick someone else to skip. I don't know. But uh, it's kind of nice to have that depth and also to get him the experience as a starter because I really do think that that's his long-term position, and I think he'll help it be a darn good one at that. Yeah, he's got really good stuff, and he's – he's just strikes up so many people. Um, I mean, obviously it's a common trend between um, him and the uh, other elite brewer pitchers that we have. Um, you know, obviously it's a, a completely different era and stuff, but like these guys are like, their strikeouts for nine innings are just absolutely through the roof. And uh, it's, it's definitely, definitely fun to watch. I'll say that. Yeah. So, I mean, our pitching staff is really going to be our strength of our team. We knew that going in and, and our bullpen with Hader at the back of it is again, just like bar nine has got to be one of the best in baseball. Uh, so when you have the best rotation, the best bullpen, and you just need your offense apparently to score five or six runs a game to get the wins. And that's what our offense for the most part has been doing in the, in the seven wins that we do have so far. So, I mean, if we can have that same recipe for success, that's great. Now we are in, we are in a division that has really three rebuilding ish teams. When the you look at the Pirates, the Reds who have definitely gone into a rebuild, and the Cubs who are kind of just trying to come back from a, a really big sell off last year. I really feel like you know there's a lot of teams to whip up on on, our, on in our division, uh, and so I, I that's why I really think the games against the Car- Cardinals this year are going to be the most pivotal. Um, and, and to start off two and two is a little bit disappointing at home, but I mean, I really feel as like this team will get stronger as the year goes on and, and hopefully that'll be the case. I really feel strongly that the Brewers have the best team in NL central. And I, I expect this to end the season in first place. That's for sure. So. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, what's kind of disappointing about, um, how they're saying next year that we're going to have less games within the division. Um, obviously that means that for the Brewers, odds are we're going to have a tougher schedule than we will this year. Um, even though, well, like you said, the, the Cubs, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a pretty fast rebuild. Like they, they haven't just completely sold off everybody and tanked everything. Like they, they, they did a decent job of like at least putting a, um, you know, what could very well wind up being like a 500 or slightly better team, um, if they don't sell off again at the deadline, which they very well might. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, having said that, the Reds, the Reds are, they're, they're in tough shape right now. They sold off a lot of key pieces and um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if their rebuild takes them a few years and the pirates, um, I don't know what the pirates are ever doing. I feel like they, you know, for the last like 20 years, they've been rebuilding for about 18 of them. So, um, you know, that's, it is what it is, but yeah, I wish, uh, wish we had those divisional games next year so we could, uh, beat up on them again and, uh, get some extra wins, but I guess it's not meant to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and the thing about the, 
playoff format that's changed this year is the top two division winners out of each league, which I've um, actually get first round buys, which I think would be really huge. So, I mean, obviously you look at the NL, like the Dodgers are probably a shoe in for one of those two. So I really feel that the Brewers, this could really, really be the Brewers year and, and where they make a deep postseason run. But I think by getting that one of those two division winning buys out of the first round, it would be huge because, I don't like that part of the, the format where you're, if you're not one of the top two division winners, you're going to do a, you got to win a three game series against an opponent. That's just one rung down one, maybe one tier down of your talent level. And, and as we know, in baseball, you know, three game series, you can lose those in a fear um, ball club at any time. I mean, it's just, you know, so I, I don't like that part of the new uh, playoff format, but, I'd, I'd really like the Brewers to avoid it all possible this year, but there's some teams that are definitely looking strong out of the gate. The one team that stands out to me really, I guess, is the Mets. Even though Jacob DeGrom, they're, they've definitely retooled their entire offense, which looks pretty pretty potent. And then, obviously, with Scherzer and acquiring Chris Bassett is probably one of the most underrated, ridiculous moves of the offseason, in my opinion. And then they've got a pretty solid back of the bullpen, uh, too. And then even rookies like uh, Tyler McGill, uh, McGill is actually doing pretty good too. So, I mean, they, they worry me a little bit, uh, but then, then you got the Braves in that division. So anyway, we'll see how this plays out throughout the course of the season, but I really want the Brewers, to, you know, try to procure one of those buys as, uh, by the time the season ends. But I guess we just have to focus on winning the division and, and, and then go from there, I, I suppose. But. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, you're going to have more time to to rest and get healthy, which, you know, is, is nice in, in any sport when you have a buy like that. Um, so that definitely helps. Um, you also, you know, get maybe a little extra time to scout your next opponent. Like, even though, even if you don't know who it is, you know, you know, it's, you know, you know um, who's obviously out there. So it gives you a little bit more time to, um, you know, research and strategize and all that. But um the other part of it, I guess, is that people are always worried that coming off a bye like that, that your team could come out flat because they haven't played ball in like a week or something like that. So, um, you know, you can practice and hit the cages all you want, but it's not quite the same as the real thing. So um, hopefully we'll get the bye anyway. I still think that the positives outweigh the negatives there, but um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that we always talk about and eh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully Let's the, just get the buy first. <laughs> hell, hopefully the Brewers get across, <laughs> cross that bridge when they get there. Um, but anyway, um, it should be an interesting season, that's for sure. Um, I know the fans are, are, are all up for opening day and are pretty fired up about this season. And the weather in the Milwaukee has not been the greatest, but I know that warmer, warmer weather is on its way. So we'll have that to look forward to. And better Brewer baseball is on the way as well, I, I, I truly believe. So. All right, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in for another Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Uh, I'm sure Vince will be back for our next one. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining me, Scott. And uh, I don't know if you have anything else you need to add. Um, I guess I'm supposed to go stay classy and go Brewers. Oh, and then I'm supposed to go do-do-do-do. Brewers! Yeah, we're